ladies and gentlemen, we are here. This is the Finding Arizona podcast. This is the year end, and I'm not doing the typical stuff because, you know, this is the year end review. So we're just going to jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. My dear, dear friend, Abel, welcome. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, Jose. You are looking charming and kind as always. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I just, I, I, I'm very excited for this episode because it's going to be like one of those things where we just kind of go in with high hopes and, and you know, just kind of like going over what we've been through this year. 2020 has been had crazy ups and downs, crazy left and right, you know, all sorts of p- businesses going out, new businesses coming in, a lot of things going on. And we're just here to kind of reflect. And this is our kind of just like reflection period. You know, we're not trying to promote anything right now. We're just kind of reflecting at the moment. So I'm just going to start by saying our 2020 has been a real life changer for the fact that Brittany's pregnant. I'm going to be a dad. I'm also going to be a first time uncle. My my brother told me on Christmas Day that he's going to he's going to have his first kid. So there's a lot of changes in my life that I'm just like looking forward to 2021. Um the other things going on with the podcast is that we are updating a lot of things. We're doing Zoom calls, we're doing um in the next couple of weeks I am anticipating to go live a couple of times for the episodes and you know it's very exciting new stuff for me i want to know what you've been up to because i you know we were talking offline but i want to catch everyone up on how everything's going with you and everything going on over there with you and your team yeah yeah thank you so when you're going to go live are you like i'm always curious because we we need to do more live stuff are you going to do like all three lives facebook instagram Mm -hmm. youtube i'm doing youtube uh Facebook, and then we're going to do Twitch because Twitch will be the start. So I've also anticipating doing a gaming channel, which is, um, that's where Twitch comes in. But they, you know what's really fun? Twitch has a, has a subcategories for everything. So it's like, mm-hmm. there's some uh, podcasts, IRL, like just chatting, like just chatting stuff, like um, channels that they have on there that we're going to try and promote ourselves in there and try and get ourselves in the gaming world as well too. Cause I love gaming. I actually just finished up um, not too long ago, some games with my brother online. So it's, you know, I'm getting into it. I'm getting into so many different things because I'm becoming a stay at home dad. And uh, yeah. So it's just like, I I have to diversify uh, finding Arizona. Yeah. I think you're doing it right. Cause you're going to where the technology is being driven. Um, I mean, did you see that the Cardinals game this past weekend was put onto Twitch mm-hmm. and it had the highest ratings ever for a streamed um, yeah. event? Yeah, so, I, it's like 4 million or something like that. It's mm-hmm. like one of the largest streams. And that's the, that's the thing about it. It's like there's a sub community now, especially with people being home more and people wanting more content that, you know, Hollywood isn't bringing out a lot of content because they're on lockdown just as much as Mm -hmm. we are. So what's happening is people are becoming their own content creators and their own TV channels, essentially. So I felt like that was something that I wanted to look into, especially being freed up on a lot of, you know, workload and things like that going on, being at home and staying at home with, with uh, my family. And so I've looked into it. I'm very excited to say that, you know, we do have already our Twitch gaming channel. It's a, uh, Twitch TV slash finding AZ gaming. Okay. Nice. <laughs> How about nice. you? I mean, how's the team? Like we were talking about it. You guys have, yeah. um, your, you have your spirits and you know, you have new family members that are coming out to Mexico from Mexico city. You're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, so we, so compa spirits, um, you don't hear us say that a lot, but that's actually our LLC up here. So compa is what me and Ivan call each other. Um, mm-hmm. So again, my, my name is Abel Arriaga. I'm one of the co-owners of Compa Spirits. We are the U.S. operations for our families in the scout business. Um, me and Ivan have been running around doing everything here while they do all the production and farming. We do some help out with some of the farming down there. Um, and we do everything, marketing, distribution, um, sales, ops up here mm-hmm. on the U.S. And for the most part, we've, we've only been in Arizona, but we've, we've expanded that. Um, and then we added some people up here to help us support nice. on getting, um, these are like some volunteers, just people that volunteer 
some are industry, some are non-industry. So doing tastings at like total wines, we're in, we're in five total wines now, uh, getting in front of people that way, mm-hmm. uh, having people that are going out and helping us on the sales side, checking in on accounts because we have, we have a lot of accounts now and it's, it's nice to give everyone that attention that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to find more time, which I, I always yeah. can't, but we can get more, more people. And so we've had sure. uh, a, a different mix of them. And then down in Mexico, they've been producing a lot more now. They have a lot more roasts. So they currently have a, a roast going on right now. Oh, usually sweet. It's about a 30-day process. So they're cooking it and they got to ferment it and wait. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing a lot down there and they're getting ready to ship up a big order for us. So everyone, you know, it's kind of, like you said earlier, it's a, it's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And the, the lows are going to be low and the highs can be high and mm. you just got to enjoy the ride each time. And, yeah. and that's really what we're, we're doing. And we're, we're just blessed. I think, again, we were, we were that small little little boat and everyone else you know these bigger companies they're like the titanic mm-hmm. and when all this happened we were like okay u-churn well titanic can't do a u-churn it has to yeah go can't make slow. a pivot a sharp pivot yeah. you were able to like <laughs> and so for us like okay this makes sense we'll do this and we've in the end we we're we're crushed like we're we we're growing just because we that's all we really could do because we were so small yeah um from last year but yeah 2020 i think there's been a lot of big milestones for us throughout it um, pretty much like every month we've had some major thing happen that, that's been good. And I try to tell everyone like, you know, uh, if, if, you, if you do good and you, you dig down and you find opportunity, it's there. It's, it's, there's tons of companies that blew up during the last recession and everything. And so don't, yeah. don't uh, I use a metaphor. Um, cause I, I, I used to snowboard a bunch, but uh, I remember when I was with a, a trainer, with, he was taking me out for a lesson. He said, don't, don't look at the tree because that's where you're going to go. It goes look between mm-hmm. the trees. Yeah. And I think too many people look at all the bad when they're, hey, there's this good, there's this, and, and that's what you got to stare at. And mm-hmm. you're going to be in a much better position to, Absolutely. to succeed. Let me ask you this. Um, when you guys roast, like, are, is there someone that has to like constantly watch it roasting so it doesn't go too hot or too cold or go out? Um, is that like, What's the, what's the process on the roasting? It's like a, it's a field that they don't, there's no thermometer or anything in there. What mm-hmm. they're doing is they get a big fire going and then yeah. they let it ember out. So they have the hot coals and rock underneath it. Okay. And then they put in the fresh agave. Then they cover that with um, uh, like a burlap sack mm-hmm. and then they cover it with dirt and then it cooks for three to five days. And really the three to five days is going to depend on how, like if it's colder outside, like right now it's colder than mm-hmm. if they were to do it in May when it's a lot hotter, you, you yeah. can, your, your cook time is going to be shorter um, based on that. And then it's just going to soften up those agaves and bring out all those sugars. I, are you like, are you trying, cause I know the last time we talked, there was like three main um, mezcals for you guys, right? Uh, when trying to think, uh, so yeah, our holiday issue, we would have had four at that time, four expressions. Okay. Um, and then January of this year, we launched our fifth. The mezcal mm, nice. carino, espadine, and that was just—it's—it's it's your more common plant. We didn't mm. want to bring it out right away because everyone has that. That's your your gotcha. main your main plant because it is cultivated. It's been farmed for mm. you know decades now because it grows big and fast. Uh, but once we brought that out, that gave us something that was a little bit more price friendly because all of our other stuff was Silvestres, meaning wild agaves. Yeah, so they came with a higher price point. Gotcha. Um, but January that launched and it was it was huge for us because all some people were like, "Wow, this." Uh, it's when you it's when you bring the it's it's when you bring the the one that like everyone like that that mid-tier to low you know mid to Mm -hmm. low like that's when like the bars and all the like um kind of the other spirit places that where you would go pick up is when they get on board and like they see oh look they have a a new one or more like this common one that we've seen more and I, i think it stands out because you guys went this you went we have the high quality and it's like, okay, we see, we see and hear you guys. We hear the market. Let's put out this other one. Yeah, exactly. They knew we already had quality. I had people go, yeah, I, I'm, I'll, I'll take it. Like, yeah. oh, you want to try it? Like, no. And then he goes, nope, just, and he, just he tried to go, yeah. He was like, yeah, I knew it was going to be good. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks, thanks, Jill. You know, that's, that, that was kind of where we're at. So that was, that was exciting. And that was, you know, part of our plan to stagger the way we grow and to make sure we do it the right way. Yeah. Um, and that was er, early January when we launched that. And then right after that, February was our, our one year anniversary from actually our first sale. So that was just, you know, a huge moment for us. Like, wow, yeah. we did it. 
we we had it we attained our goal of 200 accounts nice um, we, we wanted to get to it in 2019 but it that happened in, in 2020 but even then that was a, a crazy goal to and to you set. did it early you did it like right off like january february right mm-hmm. yep early yeah. early january yeah that's and that's incredible i mean you, you even though you wanted it to be 2019 i mean it's it's like a close like I mean, if second place is, I mean, it's close. It's right there. Um, well, it's like second place knowing that you were racing uh, Olympians and yeah. you didn't know it and you got second place and you're like, oh, wait, because that, that number even then was way too high for yeah. you guys that were self-distributing that didn't have come from an industry <laughs> background. Uh, so again, I'm like once I start talking to more people, it's like, oh, so we're kind of crazy to have that number. But I've been reading a lot. Don't Limit Yourself. Exactly. Uh, list is one of the books. And I think because of that, it pushed us. And because of that, we, we just thought it's possible. So for everyone out there, like, don't put a limit on yourself because you Absolutely. don't know what you're, what you're not going to be able to do or what you can do until you go out there and try and mm-hmm. things can happen when you believe in it. What else have you guys been doing throughout the year? I know that a lot of people have pivoted in their own businesses. Can you give us like a little bit of what you guys pivoted to? I mean, I know, um, you're also expanding at the same time, you know, there's a, there's this pandemic going on. So it's mm-hmm. like, there's so much careful delineation of certain things of like going on with your processes and, you know, uh, you know, outgoing, ingoing, all these sorts of things going on. So it's like, can you give us a little bit of what you guys pivoted like how you guys pivoted? Yeah. So when this all happened, we, we were, we were like, said we had momentum on our side bars and restaurants were our best customers because they could talk about it we don't have the big brand money to to have the ads and the billboards and all you know the social media posts that are paid we had our our bartenders and our servers and the hostesses and who would talk about our product and so when this happened and we got shut down like that that shut us down because that was where all of our most of our we're we're in places where people can buy the bottles at liquor stores yeah but our drivers were our, our bars and restaurants. And so we had to, you know, quickly say, okay, well, how do we, how do we look at this now and make, make some moves. And so we had to say, okay, we needed to get a better focus on those off-premise places because mm-hmm. they have their regulars. I've been places, Jose, where it's a drive-through and the person pulls up and he's like, Hey, same thing. And they go, yeah. And like, they're buying X bottle of something. And this, I go, wow, they have their regulars too. And you know, if you're a neighborhood yeah. person, you go in there, some of these guys are real cool. Like, Hey, he's like, I'm like, five bucks short today goes that's cool give me back to your next time like they have that kind of relationship with these people um that are coming in in their neighborhood that are buying different food and and alcohol whatever is from them so we had a position there um originally people you know wanted our our mezcal and they Mm -hmm. where can i get it and for me growing up here was as pride say come visit arizona because we were a destination place we had so many things Mm -hmm. from sports and um the golf tournaments all that stuff to come out here well that really kind of changed with, with all this. And then come March, so March is when everything got shut down, but we also, we had entered into what, what would be called, what would be in essence, the Grammys of alcohol competition. And that's the oh, San awesome. Francisco, yeah, the San Francisco World Spirits competition. That Black, Black Monday, when every, like literally when the NBA and everyone shut down that next Monday, was when everyone was like, what are, what's, what's this new week look like now? What do, what do we do? Yeah. When I got the results for it, I got an email super early. We talked about this earlier. I'm, I'm an early, early riser. So the email yeah. came in like at four or something morning. I was up like at four forty, and it's all these medals and it's like double gold, gold, which are, you Dang. know, top, top stuff. And I'm like, this is so pumped. And I'm like, just so excited. And my wife finally wakes up a little bit later and I'm like, Hey honey, we, we, we got this. Like we got double gold. Like, wait, there's a, there's a best mezcal comma. And I was like, is that, is that a, is that a thing? And I looked and I didn't even know you could like, there's the ones there's a, that get number one overall in their category. Wow. And we had achieved that with our Ensemble Siete. And so literally over 70 plus brands, we were, cho- we had top two of the top five, three of the top nice. 10, but then we also had the number one overall. And it was just such a cool thing to celebrate like internally because we didn't want to tell anybody because everyone yeah. was like, what does life look like now? Are we going to have jobs? And so it was, it was one of those moments. And now when I started getting messages, it was, I didn't have that same ability to say, come, come visit because yeah. tourism and travel have, have just got their teeth kicked in. Yeah. And I hey, was like, Abel, yeah. let me uh, real quick. I want to introduce someone to you. I don't know if you've met Kel Duncan before. Uh, he is the owner and proprietor of the Churchill. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kel Duncan. What an intro. I didn't even realize that was going to be a thing. <laughs> 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 
So what's going on today? I'll just fill you in, Cal. So what we're doing is a year-end wrap-up. Uh, we were just talking with Abel here. Um, he is the, I don't know if you've, have you guys met before? No, I, I was actually at the Churchill the other day when he was there with uh, your, your wife and your kid. I've seen, I saw your video stuff before, but I was talking to the guys over at So Far So Good because they carry our, our Mezcal there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you were there. Mezcal Carreño. You were over there when I came over and popped over to talk to Justin real quick, yeah? Yep, yep. Okay, cool. This is Abel, Abel, Cal, Cal, Abel. I'm glad to make this acquaint, like this intro happen. Um, the sure. other... And the other thing that's going on is we're doing a year end review and we're trying to also promote local businesses. Abel's the owner and proprietor of Campo Spirits and also behind Mascal Carreño. So Kel here is to coming in to reintroduce us into Churchill and what's been going on with the Churchill. Um, I know that you guys do your sidewalk Saturdays. I just promoted it last week to let everyone know to go check it out. But please let us know, first off, how are you and the family? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the things that's going really well for me <laughs> <laughs> that's what i like to hear man uh, yeah no i mean my daughter's almost 20 months she's super cute my gosh and happy and healthy so i don't have any complaints on that front. obviously uh Sakura and i had to postpone the wedding with everything going on but <clears throat> you know it is what it is we already yeah. have a 20 month old you kind of <laughs> <laughs> roll with the punches you're committed you're committed yep. <laughs> you're all in yeah we're all in so the, yeah. you know the, the wedding at this point is just a formality but you know <clears throat> bummer to kick it but we'll push it into 2021 when things kind of calm down so yeah no, I I mean, family's good everyone's healthy which is nice. absolutely and so what we're also doing is kind of like reviewing what we've been through this past 2020. There has been some ups and downs. Can you give us a little insight? Because I know personally, you and I are friends, so we talk about it all the time. But can you give us a little bit of insight on the Churchill and what you guys had to do to pivot, uh, you know, during the pandemic? Sure. Uh, <clears throat> you know, like everyone else, it was, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing is like the uncertainty through everything the whole time you're kind of just like making it up as as you go mm -hmm. and it feels like everyone else is too so you're not really sure who to look to you know um, <laughs> yeah and and the little bit of a lack of guidance across the board here on on like what's allowed what's not it's a little felt especially early on felt a little yeah. bit like the wild wild west everyone's kind of trying to like figure it out what are we allowed to do <clears throat> um so yeah, we, we closed in March. I think it was like March 16th or 17th, mm -hmm. right? We were a, maybe a week before the, the actual mandate, I think, um, yeah. or a few days before, I don't remember, but yeah. yeah, that was obviously not a fun decision to make. Um, and then we were closed until May 5th, May 22nd, mm. opened briefly for like three weeks to June 15th. Did not, it was a bad idea. <laughs> Closed back down, um, opened back up October 9th. Uh, during that time, all sorts of pivots. Uh, at the beginning, we launched a CSA program, which is something we had wanted to do, which is community-supported agriculture. Um, I had tried to launch it when we opened with Blue Sky Farms, and we never, we couldn't even get 25 people to sign up. And with COVID, we had 115 people sign up. Wow. So that, that was cool. So that jumped in, and then we launched you know we had never really taken advantage of our to-go program mm -hmm. um so the guys at firesight um helped us kind of launch an online store for our packaged beer and and liquor which we didn't have before which we sold as add-ons to the csa nice and then added some of our you know local friends we've got noble bread on there oh um, yeah noble shout out noble Fortill coffee yeah we've got a bunch of random ones on there that you can actually go and add on to your produce box already too. And we partnered with Sun Produce. Um, Cause at the time, all the restaurants closed, um, <clears throat> grocery stores cut off like perishables. So like farms, all the small farms here locally didn't have anywhere to sell their produce and like no one was going to farmers markets. So we did the curbside thing to try to kind of help, help that out. And it was, you know, a program we wanted to launch anyway. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this. As both business owners, um, you know, how hard or what, what, did, you know, what did you have to say to yourself to, to 
kind of get past the hard truth of like, I got to let some people go or I got to, you know, make some hard choices here. What did, what kind of conversations did you have or what kind of support did you have? I'll let, I'll let Abel go first. <laughs> Let's say. So I, um, for me, it's something I've been saying and my wife, you gotta, you gotta say you were. So let me just say, I've, I'm blessed to have a cursed life from mm. what I grew up with. And for me, I, I went and I, I worked, got a great dream job, worked for the Coyotes. And then six months in, we became a bankrupt team. And then we were trying to be sold to Canada. Yeah. Um, it, I've had so many crazy experiences like that where it just taught me to be flexible. I was with American Express and with the business development side and they reformatted everything. And I just got, I got like the worst possible subset of clients to work with. And I'm like, this, this can't be. And I, I look back and those things just made it look like, okay, how are you going to make do with this? And mm-hmm. with, with when COVID happened, like how Kel was talking, like, what are we able to do? I was like, cool. Our mezcal is really expensive, but now people can bottle it up smaller and we can do really cool flights. And we promoted that saying, Hey, sell, sell these flights to your customers, give them a, a, a much more affordable way of trying these. And then it's easy for them to pack it, to go and add on to their meals. And we did the big, which you were part of the big uh, virtual loteria. And I think for me, just, having constantly hitting those roadblocks just said, okay, pick yourself up. And this is, this is the next thing we have to do because you have to do it. And you don't ever expect it to always be easy, always going to be the right choice, mm-hmm. but you, you know, you can keep going forward and forward. And for me, it's always came from, all right, what's next? Be, yeah. be ready for it and then do it because it's, we, we could have this. And the next thing we know, we could have aliens. And then that's a whole nother, and I'll figure out how to sell mezcal to the aliens, but like there, you just gotta, w- w- there's always going to be something. And for me, it's just like, okay, this is the new game plan and trying to make sure that we are within the rules, but then seeing the opportunity. And for me, it was, okay, we can now, all of our partners can, can sell to go. We can now have them uh, sell these little mini bottles. And it awesome. was a great success for us and really helped us boost, um, you know, the opportunity. But I was just ready to say, this is a new game board. Everyone was playing chess and all of a sudden the board got knocked over and then it got put back and it was checkers and everyone freaked out. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to start double jumping because these are the only moves I have left. Yeah, for sure, man. That makes that that was really insightful the way you said that. Thank you. Now, Kel, I mean, yeah. you you have follow. let me let me stumble my way through my uh, follow up. <laughs> no, dude, you have a. I mean, honestly, just like from the amount of storefronts that Churchill has, I mean, the amount of people that you see daily, like I can't imagine you know looking them in the eyes like that many people and like telling them, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like that's, it's scary. Yeah, yeah no, I have like two parts of, and, and wear two hats, right? Like I have, I'm the owner of the Churchill. So I'm technically like their landlord and property manager. And then, yeah. you know, <clears throat> so I have that relationship with my tenants. Then of course, because of that, I have a relationship with my bank who I have to work with. Yeah. And then on top of that, I own the two bars within the Churchill and then those have their own staff and like we staff the floor and we take care of the maintenance. So I have that staff. Like there's just a lot yeah. of different pieces to it and you're, I'm, you know, responsible for all of them. And so trying to kind of like manage through that was challenging. I mean, the, I think the, your question was, <clears throat> you know, the challenges, but with the people, I mean, your employees are looking at you like, do we have a job? Uh, your tenants are looking at you like, are you going to raise the rent? Yeah. (laughs) Are you like, what's, what's rent look like? What we're lucky. Um, and then who knows, like a lot of this, if you asked me this right now, if we were to go back to March 16th, I would probably do everything differently, quite frankly, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's, it's a, it's the first time. So like, why there's, a bunch of stuff I would probably go back and do differently that would make us more successful and have more, you know, it made, would have made better decisions, but you know, I was only working with what I had at the time. We, uh, we have, are lucky to have a really good relationship with our bank. Um, they gave us a lot of like relief. Uh, we already had an SBA loan. Okay. So that helped us um, in a couple ways. Uh, one, just the relationship with, the SBA already being like a federally funded loan. So with PPP and other things, we were kind of fast tracked there, Yeah, um, which allowed us to pay employees while we were closed. So that was great. Um, something that we didn't do in preparation for this, that we 
did just out of <clears throat> a tip from someone who we look up to is we pay weekly payroll and we mm. put we put your credit card tips on payroll. So like oh, okay. those go on your actual payroll and we tax those, which obviously some some bartenders don't love. They <laughs> yeah. want to <laughs> walk out that night with a big pocket full of cash, but yep. it shows better. And we did it that way because we want people, you know, like it show it builds your credit up. You show more that you make more, you claim more, you pay tax. Sure, you pay more taxes, but like it helps you set yourself up for other things. Yeah. We didn't we did it for that reason. What it ended up doing is allowing us to show very easily to qualify for more PPP funding to pay them more. So we actually were able to pay them more because of how much they were showing that they made on their actual payroll. Sweet. Uh, So that was great. That was not something we had planned on. And it allowed us to pay them a lot more for like 12 weeks. I think we paid everybody, which was cool. Uh, We were able to pass on the rent relief to all of our tenants. I didn't charge them rent. Dang. From May to October, I think up until we opened. Wow. Um, and I know that's not the story I hear from a lot of other landlords, but you know, the Churchill is small local business. Um, we're trying to do things differently, trying to do things, you the best know, way you can. to try, yeah, best way we can and try to support those small businesses. And I, I, I don't know if, you know, everyone would have made it if we had to charge rent. So if we could not charge it, we, you know, we didn't want to. So yeah. am I in a tougher position now for it? Yeah, for sure. But I think, you know, I think that short term we're uncomfortable, but long term I think all of those are the things that kind of pay off. Like with yeah. paying the staff, giving the tenants rent relief, those kinds of things are the things that pay off long term. Mm-hmm. That's those are the people that really invest in 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 you and what what you're trying to do. So yeah, hopefully those are the ones that go out and kind of tell that story. Yeah, I think it goes both ways too. I mean, it shows a that you you know, you planned a little bit ahead. You had the opportunity to provide this, this outlet for them. But at the same time, it shows that like you care, like you, you know, you're, you're not trying to like string them along. You're not trying to like make, you know, bad deals or anything like that. You genuinely care about these local business owners and you're just, you know, trying to make, you know, your community stronger, better, and more proud to be working together like that. So, you know, kudos to you and the, the Churchill um, you kind of lean towards my next question, which is give us a positive thing that, uh, you, you know, went through in 2020 and some highlights that you, you really want people to, to really like, look at your, um, your, you know, you as a company and you as a brand. Um, <clears throat> I mean, there's a few things for sure that jump right out. I mean, one, I certainly feel like very validated in why we're doing all of the things, right? <clears throat> like the, the, it, it helps like, this is why we do it, right? Like these are the reasons we do these things, the community that we've built, the kind of family that we have, if you will. Um, <clears throat> that's why, that's why we're, that's why we have the church. That's why we opened it. We wanted to be a part of the community downtown. Yeah. We want to create our community. Um, you know, yeah we're almost like a little community within our community because there's 10 of us, but um, being able to work with everybody like face to face, it's just such a different experience. If you're dealing with someone that's like a larger commercial, uh, you know, tenant, if you will, Uh, it's just a very different relationship um, from what I've had in friends that are in tough spots that are working with their landlords, they're not really having the same talks. And I mean that in terms of like me with the bank too, I've had a great, I've had a great luck with our bank, like yeah. starting a, you know, relationship that way. So, okay. No, it's, it's just validating in terms of why we're doing things and sure. feeling good about them continuing to do them that way. I'm, you know, if you guys have any questions for each other, please feel free to like chime in. I'm not trying to like lead this anywhere. I'm just really trying to like facilitate questions and everything like that. I didn't know. I think it's cool. Like I, I, I like that we've been able to through all of this, like the community support is working with people, um, you know, working yeah. with people like Abel and, you know, we've got blue house coffee, um, that's coming in and we're doing cocktails with them. Like cool. Lo- like local collaborations, the stuff like sidewalk Saturdays, the stuff like the CSA. Yeah. It- it's been cool to kind of see people like 
jump in and want to support local. I think now more than ever, people really are paying attention to be like, I want to support local. Mm -hmm. And that's what this podcast is about. Like this is what we're trying to do is just really push that forward. And I just want to introduce our newest member to the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tony, the owner of Snow Dicery, and also the, the curator behind Local Buzz app. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. welcome, Tony. Yeah. Welcome. What's up, man? What's up? Brah. Brah. I got to auto mine with no mask. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty strong flex. Well, when you came you know what yeah. It's okay if I can drink on you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Go for it, Tony. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I also want to... I want to introduce you, Tony, to um, local curator of Campos uh, Spirits and the owner of uh, Mascal Carreño. Please welcome Abel, too. Like, you guys haven't, I don't know if you guys have met yet, so I just wanted to introduce you to, to, to the Zoom here. What's going on, Tony? I, I, roll, I roll deep, too, Tony. I got Check a little cocktail thing. You got a whole setup in front of you. <laughs> uh, let, you me, got, uh, let me switch over. My internet, my internet. Internet's pretty bad right now. Let me switch over to my phone. Okay. I just saw Joe. Did you get it, Joseph? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay, cool. Hold on, hold on. Okay, there we go. There you go. Okay, so if you guys need to jump, if you guys need to jump off to, go ahead, let me know, and then I'll set you guys up for um, doing a promo for yourself. And then we have another person joining us. This is a local friend of mine. He's actually, um, you know, we are very closely tied. We're from the same reservation. Uh, we're both Hopi men, ladies and gentlemen. One of the um, you know, podcasters behind uh, J-Man and Carl Save the World. Please welcome J-Man, <laughs> Justin. Hey, everybody. Hey, how's it going? Thank, thank you, Jose, for that uh, wonderful introduction. I'm just now uh, sending the information to uh, Carl, so hopefully he'll be able to uh, jump <laughs> Oh, on. good, good, good. I'm so happy. Um, yeah, uh, Justin here is uh, from uh, Hopi land and he uh, he and I got together because we're both Hopi guys that just really love podcasting his partner Carl is also a Hopi guy but we just wanted to like really um, you know let me introduce you to the other guys here Justin um, Abel is the owner of Campo Spirits and Kel Duncan is the owner of the Churchill down here in Phoenix Tony here is actually, a, uh, he's an owner of not only one business, but he's an owner of multiple business, baby. He's, uh, he's got two, multiple things going on. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those things that like, Tony's just a man of the people. Hustler. Hustler, hustler, always hustler. I'm getting old, man. <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> so, I'm getting old. So, uh, I'm 40 next year, man. So it's, oh uh, my gosh, don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to be 40, man. <laughs> so kel's got to jump off kel go ahead and promote the churchill let them know where they can find you online everything from you know your social medias even if you want to shout out some of the other businesses at the churchill go and do so right now sure i mean it's <clears throat> i think website and instagram are both just at the churchill phx all of our tenants and everyone are listed on there there's 10 of us two bars four restaurants four retail um, you know, we're open Tuesday through Sunday right now. We're doing sidewalk Saturdays. We're doing yoga in the courtyard on Saturdays. Uh, yeah, we're, you know, 8,000 square foot courtyard. It's open air, come in, space out, have a good time, hang out. And Cal, Cal really congrat, you know, congratulations on everything. Take care of the family, take care of that little girl. She's beautiful. Um, and hey, just you're joining, take care. You're joining me soon. I'm joining you soon. I got a couple more weeks. <laughs> All right. Hey, good night, nice guys. Later. Later. All right. So let's jump into talking with you guys. I want to let Justin kind of just tell us a little bit about your 2020. Um, how has J-Man and Carl podcast been? What have you guys done? I've seen you got a new studio. So let us know what's been the highlights for you. Well, I think the highlight for 2020 is when we uh, started the podcast. And, and so that was, that was the debut of the podcast. And so basically, you know, uh, Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. It is heavily themed on American Indian uh, content surrounding contemporary topics, contemporary issues that uh, a lot of Native American Indian indigenous folks um, kind of encounter 
but specifically, mostly uh, pertaining to the Hopi reservation. And so myself and my partner, Carl, were both Hopi. And so we kind of uh, converse around those types of topics, bringing on different types of uh, special guest ones that can kind of tell a different story that um, neither or Carl can can really speak uh, from from those types of positions. So really kind of getting a full circle yeah. of the different perspectives of everybody. And so we've been, you know, I, I guess, you know, for the small reservation shop that we run been fairly successful to our surprise. And so, you know, we're growing um, right now. Uh, we're, I think we just released, uh, I, I want to say it's episode 37 today. I, and I so, saw it. And, and so for our small little podcast, you know, we're creeping up to uh, 20,000 total downloads for everything awesome. that we've done so far. And so right now we're just trying to figure out ways to grow, ways to share the, the podcast. Um, and so I think really, you know, that's kind of really been the highlight of 2020 for us in regards to the podcast. Awesome. And that's awesome. what that's what today is about. And so I'm going to switch it up down to Tony here. Tony, I know that Local Buzz, the app is now live Give us a little bit of the highlights about, you know, going through the process and putting it up and making it available to everyone. You know, um, we exceeded the past, since it's been out the past couple of weeks, uh, we've ex- exceeded expectations already. Um, Good. For, startup, for the, you know, technical side, we're in the early doctor stage, the early mm-hmm. stages before it goes into the early majority, right? Okay. Um, the website has surpassed, I think, over, I think it's close to getting close to 5,000 visits. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the app, when you post on there, it goes onto the website too, right? Yeah. Um, but with all the people that's producing the content there and, you know, businesses, users and all that, uh, the feedback I've been getting is that people uh, feel connected. They feel connected because they know it's local. Yeah. Uh, they know here in Arizona. And, um, and the truth is, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest, you know, I'm not, not hitting on Instagram, you know, everyone pretty much Instagram is there for everyone. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm talking to people lately, the past months, mm-hmm. um, even business owners, everyone's frustrated with Instagram. Yeah. Um, it just feels like that's the only outlet they have because they gain followers on there already and everyone's on there, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like this, no one's really excited to be on Instagram. It's just kind of like this monotone second nature. Yeah, it's kind of um, like that feel thing. like you have to. Yeah, yeah. Just to say, kind of feel connected in a sense. Um, but at the same time, it's so diluted with so much all over random, you know, content, especially during these times when people need to, you know, staying at home or doing something, uh, they need to stay locally connected and supportive of each other. Right. Yeah. And they feel like that it, it's, it's kind of going like this, but it's not fully going like that. It's kind of going like that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, everyone loves it. Uh, and, uh, you know, next month we're going to start releasing out the features of like the following features where you could follow you know, each other, um, and you can, um, you know, save favorites, you know, save people's content. But, mm-hmm. but right now on Local Buzz, everything on there is positive, uplifting content that people love. You Beautiful. Know? And they said they discovered more things in the past couple of weeks than they did in the past few months on Sweet. Local Buzz. Okay. Yeah, so, nice. so going back to Justin and Joel, and, you know, every, you know, everyone else is out there too. Like, you know, this platform is here. It hasn't really hit hard to the people yet because, it's a new, you know, app. No one's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna download this app. It's just kind of, it's not like a food festival. Like, yeah, I know I'm gonna go there and get excited yeah. to eat, right? I'm hungry, yeah. you know. Um, you know, statistically, like seventy percent, sixty percent of the people out there in the world just don't download zero apps mm-hmm. in every month. You know, it's not this kind of like, oh man, I'm gonna download an app and you know, I'm excited, right? It's just kind of one of those things, like you know, when you download an app, you're like, man, all these ads suck. So after those years of stuff like that it just hasn't become exciting right yeah um so uh you know we're, we're slowly getting that early adopter stage but people all the early adopters now are the one that are building the company culture of it and it's Got amazing it. um for justin and joe like whatever i mean just especially with the community stuff you do um this platform's for you to get the voice out you know we have Southside radio we have all sorts of dj fresh maker on there we have just all sorts of people from all different different type of communities um, being early adopters and you know once we release out the new features that's when things are going to start really connecting right and uh, awesome. but this yeah. is this platform's here to serve we're here local buzz is here to serve communities and that's my purpose in the city that's what you know I died for and that's what I'm passionate about yep. and I want to make sure that everyone um, is being supportive because I'm out there with people 
out there with businesses, owners, and I see their, I see their frustration personally, you know what I mean? One-on-one, -on -one, you know, even not even just business owners, just people in community organizations, like the need, the value they need, like the, what, you know, problems, problems that needs to be solved, you know, and mm -hmm. um, awarenesses, right? Awarenesses that people need to generate more. And Local Buzz, that platform where everyone knows local, everyone knows here, it has all the categories from community to eats and drinks to, you know, health and wellness, to outdoors, recreation, all that to fill in every community aspect, the expression that people's lives, they have to feel connected. So Yeah. And that's the one thing about Tony, you'll realize once you meet him, he's, he's, he's always like, he's the kind of guy that if you want something that you need, like a, a real foot soldier, kind of like he needs to go out there and do something like this guy is the guy that will go out. Like I've seen, I've literally driven downtown, not knowing that he was going to be there. He's walking from store to storefront. He's meeting, shaking hands, talking to people. I've seen this guy, like just like four or five people around him. He's like walking they're all listening to it. It's just, you know, Tony. I feel like I, I feel like that's it's you know coming especially during times, but I feel like we kind of results back to the digital age. You know, everyone's sending emails, but relationships is one on one personal relationships. Getting to know people is it's always peer. You know what I mean? It's yeah. always peer. And I kind of look at it like I'm not. I want to say like I'm like a guy who's trying to sell like a vacuum cleaner door to door, right? But <laughs> but. But you are like that that person <laughs> face to face. Like if you you get this guy face to face with someone, he's going to make a friend. I guarantee you, he's going to make you. a friend. Um, so let me let let me ask yeah. you guys this. Um, I know twenty twenty was you know ups and downs for for businesses and all sorts of things going on. Um, what do you what is your guys's first step for your business in twenty twenty one? Abel, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to Justin, then Tony. So now for 2021, we look to, we have to expand outside of, of Arizona. I think we've kind of captured the market here and we were originally going to go to California, but everything's changed. California, everyone's moving from California here. And yeah. so for us, we're, we're grateful that we, we started in Arizona, that we, you know, we brought a, a spirit that no one really cared about to Phoenix and did all the hard work to teach people because now it's, it's growing in popularity and all these Californians love Mezcal. So they're just cranking away when they get out here yeah. and we just have to find out what that next, that next spot's going to be. And then hopefully doing our travel tourism side, because that was going to be a big part of our business is getting people to, you know, our goals to inspire 1.626 million people to visit Mexico by telling them the story and having them share the spirits here. And that was what, what, what was the population of Phoenix at the time in 2017 when we started this business. And, it's going to be a challenge to get people down there, but we know that people will, when they see it and they feel it, that they're going to fall in love with it because Arizona, like Tony said, they've, the community here has just been so amazing for us being a small brand to get the support from everybody. Um, you know, even though our, our spirits made in Mexico, like they all believe in us and the, because we, we grew up here and we live here, like they support us like nothing. And now it's like, all right, we, we've done that job here because they've told our story and now like we have to find the next spot yeah. to grow um, to get some additional revenue but I don't even know what it's going to be because everything's being shook up right now with who's going to be open because we're hospitality is people don't don't get into the, the business to um, not necessarily just just cook or anything it's, it's the Tony nailed it again it's the relationships like that's why it's been so hard for these bartenders because they're like yeah I, I don't like that people can't come to the bar anymore and order drinks yeah. because I enjoyed the conversation and, and having yeah. my regulars. And so now we're all trying to figure out what that looks like. And those places that allow that, that's where we're going to go because it sure. makes the most sense because people love to drink. It's part of community coming together and sharing a spirit over a good meal. Yeah. Yep. Most Justin next. Awesome. I think for us really, it's trying to figure out how to grow in different uh, mediums. Like, like, like Tony was talking about, you know, some of the frustrations with Instagram. I think for us, we're really learning that things like Facebook, Instagram are, are kind of uh, like prehistoric tools. <laughs> I think that a lot of the people that are on things like TikTok and yeah. other types of apps. And so right yeah. now I think, uh, well, fortunately for us is that my partner, Carl, is that he's a real um, aficionado with uh, videography. So I think that's uh, a tool that's going to be useful for us is that, you know, he wants to expand and, you know, put the podcast on uh, video so that we can help to expand our YouTube channel and do mm -hmm. some other types of um, 
create other types of content to be go from just podcasters to real content creators, uh, I guess you could say in a way to be able to uh, reach different corners to help uh, essentially help strengthen the podcast because we feel like that we've got a pretty good listener base at the moment that we can kind of expand now that we have a strong enough foundation. And I think it's just really um, kind of that's that's the next step. And then, you know, expanding in terms of things like merchandising and then other types of um, other types of content, exclusive content like Patreon and that type of thing for yeah. uh, for our super, super uh, uh, dedicated uh, group of fans. For sure. Next up, Tony, what are you doing in 2021? <laughs> well, for, um, I won't be able to own our snow no more. So that's, oh, uh, what? That's big news. Yeah. Um, I, uh, after, you know, after seven, eight years already, um, we're passing it on to our store manager to pay for it. Nice. Um, you know, it's year two things, close it or, mm-hmm. you know, ask our store manager if she's willing to take it over, which is kind of like the beginning plan of 2020. Yeah. Um, because um, we're just off, all my partners are, you know, they're in California and they're just off doing other things already. Um, yeah. And um, we're just getting older and uh, our store manager is our backbone of snow. So that's going to be, we're passing on paying it forward to her. Um, Beautiful. So snow's still going to be here. Uh, it's just won't be the owner no more. you know that's just like a stable like you're passing down you know you're passing down the torch yeah you know um my partner's always told paying it forward you know me i'm about loyalty um you know i grew up on the streets you know i mean i don't want to put this on blast but you know i came from streets of trusting homies and stuff like that and we've been my partners on my street crime partners you know Mm -hmm. me from and we've become you know business owners and all this other stuff right and loyalty is everything to us you know that's why well, you know, but going to 2021, um, I feel like I went back on a dip, the same hustle when I started snow in 2013. Door to door, knock to knock, letting people know and all that stuff like that. Uh, but my goal is to just kind of um, help serve you guys like with Abel and Justin, you know, um, Abel, you know, I'm going to expand local buzz into um, just moving into Austin. Uh, okay. One of the guys, Austin, my connection in February he runs the night market. He's connected in the whole F and B industry. Um, you know, like you said, California, everyone, California rent, everyone's moving and moving yep. to either Texas here. Yeah. And the, you know, the laws here are, are more bendable. And the reason why we said Austin, cause we're going Southwest by Southwest because Austin still has that community by where LA is kind of like this trend, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This hype and trend. And, um, yeah. the community aspect is important. Um, but yeah, we're local buzzes. It's already all across the states, but you can't. You could see the content in Phoenix, but you mm-hmm. can't post in or you know in your city. Yeah. But you can request to come to your city. Yeah. But we're gonna go city to city at a time, and um, we're moving over to Austin. We have a lot of you know from graph riders to F people, F and B, the food industry, and all that. Uh, so if, if able, that's an option for you. I can, because we can just work together and see how we can, you know, expand over there and kind of just like collaborate together, right? Um, if you guys want to move into Austin and have those options. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Texas loves Mezcal. They, they love their agave. <laughs> I'm not I got, poor, man. No, yeah, I'm I got family Mezcal. out there too. So that's one of them. Like originally we're like, well, California is closer. They're a big consumer, but now with everything it's, uh, I Kel, Kel touched on it when he said how he, you know, they forgive rent for a few months mm-hmm. in California. They lost some amazing, amazing um, kind of family brands of bars and restaurants downtown yeah. LA that they they can't pay these and, and they said no you still have to pay us and so they lost a whole bunch of culture down there we're losing these restaurants and it's sad that that you know they don't have that togetherness but they had to do what they had to do because they weren't getting any help from top up but in Phoenix and Arizona I think we have a, a yeah. just we have amazing people here that really are trying to take care of each other and we saw yeah, it with, with, yeah. with chefs supporting each other and even though someone's out of work they're a guest chefing at a different spot and where they're selling desserts from another spot. I think it's a great place. But that, when I look at everything now, it's like Texas, lots of mirrors from what we have here on the parallel side. And it's, uh, it's one of the spots that we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're most likely going to be going out to. Yeah. Most of awesome, man. But yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, uh, you know, um, you know, the local bus thing, we're going to um, take it step by step early adopters. Uh, we're going to raise our next invest, investment in fe- February, March. We're shooting 4 millions. Because the uh, local buzz was fun is funded right now by local Phoenix Phoenicians, yeah, you know, um, uh, through grassroots style, mm-hmm. and uh, but we want to slowly make sure that um, 
we keep supporting communities, keep supporting, you know, Abel and your, you know, what you guys are doing in the F&B industry, you know, J-Man, your podcast and the Navajo, you know, like I really want to reach out more to the native community as well, show support as well. And, you know, say, hey, this platform is for us to get discovered and all that stuff like that, right? And stay connected. But um, yeah, it's just going to be more uh, work for me. I'm basically, basically pressing the reset button right now. Yeah. You know? like, keep going, keep, keep, keep <laughs> yeah. chugging. Um, yeah. I am like, I'm very like, this has made me so happy to have you all on here and just kind of diversify who we are and just, you know, meeting new people and, and just networking like this. It's, it's been fun to kind of realize that like, even though we are in a pandemic, there is opportunity to network and to have these kind of collaborative opportunities like this. So um, before, you know, I'm kind of like, I didn't expect to go this long, honestly. I was just <laughs> expecting people to like show up, you know, say hey, and then dip out. But, you know, um, do you guys have any questions for each other? I know that this is a diverse group of like, you know, all sorts of like different, you know, job opportunity, like different backgrounds and all sorts. So I'm going to let you guys kind of like, do you guys have any questions for each other or for me? I don't, I don't know. Well, I want to, I want to say one thing, because I did, I, I got off a call earlier today, um, and we, everyone kind of touched on it with Instagram being its algorithms and you're having to play to their algorithms. And mm -hmm. it's, it's uh, you know, they, they've gotten so much power and how this kind of taught us all to support local. And we all looked at each other. Uh, I was on a call from a, a gentleman, a executive TV producer who's worked on some stuff with us. Mm -hmm. um, they're creating something, a new app called Flow. And it's to support the black and brown communities and oh, have wow. an, an initiative to support all of us with what we're trying to do. Because when you post certain things now, you're not seeing what you should see because you're, you're seeing what they want. Yeah. And it's just, it, it, all of us are talking about the same thing in different ways. And there's people coming out with, you know, the local, but like, it's just, I think we're mm -hmm. going to see the change of these big conglomerates and the power they've had mm -hmm. because people realize we don't, we don't need, we got each other. Yeah. As long as we got each other, we're going to get through it. Um, but that's a new, a new app that's going to be coming out and it's built to help us all support each other and our businesses and our beliefs in a way that won't be um, muted because it doesn't fit with the hierarchy in, in terms of how they want yeah. the, the message yeah, um, across. I totally agree. Instagram, you know, me and being a startup tech and, you know, being with local bus, doing local bus for the past two and a half, three years since the first Phoenix night market, you know, um, um, watching the change and watching how, you know, there's a scale right now. And right now the scale is going up. It started to pivot in 2019 it's pivoted back up and it's, a, it's considered a new social era now you know you look at tiktok change you know change the game you know local buzz is a video based app. we knew a year and a half ago we're like we have to be a video based um platform and now yeah. like linkedin has you know videos and yeah all, you know <laughs> what i mean you do these little short like i'm like but they didn't start it from that way in that space that's why with instagram doing insta reels they're not even paying attention to what their consumers want, you know, it's yeah. more, or the users want. They're paying attention because they have a competition that's taking them out. And that Insta Reel, we're launching Insta Reels, just mess up the argument even more, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> your outreach for stories is bad, everything like that. And it's yeah. more about who's a popular influencer now that gains the most traction, you know what I mean? People have been hardcore influencers for the past five, five six years, you know, and and the people who are starting, like, trying to start something smaller now, they just barely have a tap, you know, and that's unfair. You know what I mean? It's really unfair, right? Yeah. So, yeah, these little, little apps coming out, like uh, Jay was saying, J-Man was saying, you know, this clubhouse and all these little things who are community close, you know, close related. Um, sure. I just got the chance to watch all this happen and kind of finesse into where we're going with all this, right? I mean, this pandemic has been a blessing and a curse. Blessing, the blessing part is that local buzz is for the it's by the communities for the communities, mm -hmm. the curse of the pandemic, right? So it'll yep. challenge you. So, right? so all of us, Fine. right? Yeah, so. you gotta you gotta you know, work <laughs> your way with that. Yeah. Well, I think I think I got into the right conversation because you know uh, everything that you guys have been talking about, I've been kind of typing it into my phone so that way that I remember after the conversation to to look into it because you know for for us really starting up now, I mean that is how I feel is that you know like we're we're trying to start up we're small but using Instagram using Facebook, it's like we're we're getting lost with all the other traffic that's going on and I think that the the 
the growth of the podcast has really come from word of mouth from from people that live within our own community or uh, folks that I know personally, uh, people like Jose sharing our information. So I think really that's kind of how we've grown. And so not necessarily really with the strength of uh, Facebook or Instagram, the money that we're putting into it, thinking that it's going to get us to where we want to get to. So, you know, I think really looking into what you guys are talking about, you know, I'm really happy to hear that stuff because I think that um, things like local buzz and everything else is really going to help us grow. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to like, you know, working with all of you again through 2021. This is for me, for me, I, you know, at the end of the day, I started this with the absolute intention of like, you know, with, you know, guys like um, Justin here, um, you know, we grew up hearing storytelling and, and stories all our lives. And when I grew up, you know, when I went to college, you know, it felt like I wanted that again. And this podcast has given me so much life-changing opportunities from meeting people like Abel who become lifelong friends and Tony who has like literally, you know, given me so much of like information, history, um, just a new attitude towards business, just, uh, you know, all these things. It All of these are little steps that have changed my life for the better. And I'm just looking forward to 2021 to continue that way, um, including, you know, in addition to my family, um, a little boy. So, you know, all of these things are, are new, new pivots for me. But, you know, I, I think that through it all, like you guys have all mentioned, there's a silver lining. There is yeah. something to look forward to and look, uh, look beyond. And like Abel said earlier, don't look at the tree look in between the trees and you will see something beautiful. Um, so I'm going to kind of leave it here right now because we're, you know, we're over an hour, you know, it's been crazy long. So I am going to ask each of you to let us know where we can find you online. I'll start with um, Tony here and then we'll work reverse to Justin and then to Abel and we'll say goodnight to all of you. And, uh, I, I just want to wish you, first off, Happy New Year to you guys and your family. Um, so go ahead, Tony. Yeah, um, you know, all in all, you can find, you know, every, not just me, but communities uh, live right now on www.localbuzz.co. Um, you can see what people are posting from the app. And, you, you know, you can download the app through the website, available iOS and Apple Store. But, um, yeah, Happy uh, New Year. Let's let's. Let's look forward to moving forward. And, um, you know, it's not January 1st. It's not the beginning of change. Right? It's just it's like, you know, let's look forward to having a positive mood and and to fresh new starts. Right? New beginnings. Go ahead, Justin. Awesome. To listen to uh, episodes of the Carl and Jay Van Say the World podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Our episodes are also on YouTube and uh, for our social tags we're on facebook at carl and j man we're on instagram at carl and j man underscore podcasts and on twitter at carl and j man awesome justin and i'm looking forward to a lot of more um just wonderful conversations seriously i I saw the episode post today i haven't heard it yet but i'm going to you know it'll be next on my list so thank you jose absolutely go ahead great feedback oh yeah abel next up j man's got like a good like like a announcer voice too. I was like, yeah. Oh, why do you think we have a podcast? Why do you think I want him? I got to set mine up now. I had my thoughts, but now I'm like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta work on my energy voice too. <laughs> you did a really good job of doing that. Um, so again, yeah, I, I just think it's awesome that we get to do this every year, Jose, and just different people. Uh, mm. I think our community is great. I'm, I'm blessed to, to be a surgeon, Arizona native. And I just watching everything that's happening here has, has been an amazing. And I, again, I think that's why everyone's moving here because Arizona is, going to shine through all this no matter what um we're a great place to be with great people doing great things and it's, it's fun that we're all in different driver's seats of, of that journey um so mezcal Cadeno us is what we are you can see us on instagram mezcal m-e-c-a-l dot carreño c-a-r-r-e-n-o dot u-s hard to pronounce but easy to love um facebook twitter and then we have our own our website mezcal Cadeno us you can order bottles and have them ship something we had to pivot to and go online and through the alcohol business it's very hard to do but we found the right partners in california and we were able to do that but 2021 it i think 2020 taught us to be grateful grateful for the people we had the things we had um 
And I, I think we needed a little bit of that humbleness because everything's been so good and great for so long that I, I think you, you got to have the, the lows to appreciate the highs. And we've all, Absolutely. we're all in this together. That's what makes it real easy is we're all in this together. So there's not some jealousy. We're all like, all right, let's, let's dig ourselves out together. Yeah. Yeah. And, sure. and with that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you to my fellow podcasters tonight i'm going to end this by saying you can hear every episode of our podcast finding arizona podcast at our website finding arizonapodcast.com all of our social media handles are finding arizona podcast that's twitter instagram and facebook last but not least if you want to become a super fan you can go do so at patreon.com slash finding arizona podcast where we have bonus content ready and waiting for you and uh there is the end of this incredible year-end wrap-up of 2020. Thank you to Abel. Thank you to Justin. Thank you to Tony. Thank you to Kel Duncan. Thank you, everybody, for coming aboard. I will catch you next year on the next year-end wrap-up. That will end and conclude this. Bye-bye, y'all.